Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. I'm your host, Haley Rowe, and I help you get clients consistently, market your standout offers, build your business foundations like your messaging, your niche, your offer, and I help you build a sustainable, profitable coaching business that works with your schedule. And I'm so excited to dive into the show. Here we go. Guess what? I'm so excited to announce that my free private training sharing how to book paying clients consistently without posting more or needing a big audience is now live for an encore. You can check it out at HaleyRowe.com slash training. You get to learn more about the inner circle. You get to learn the behind the scenes of what I share with my clients and learn how you can get your next clients without needing to obsess with stressful launches annoying tech, all that kind of stuff. So check it out and can't wait to hear how it goes for you. Hi, today I'm going live with a special guest, Simon Parsons. He's coming on and he is going to be talking about LinkedIn content that converts. So if you have been working on setting up your LinkedIn or maybe you're new to LinkedIn and you want to start using it more, this is going to be the interview. Simon on, here we go. Hello, Simon. He's here. Hey, what's going on? Woohoo! How are you? I'm doing so good. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Welcome, welcome. So, Thank you. This will be fun jamming about LinkedIn. Absolutely, yes. So the audience here is health and life coaches, as you know, and I know that you teach um, a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs how to run their LinkedIn. So why don't you start by just sharing how you got into LinkedIn? And then we'll talk a little more about creating content that converts and attracts clients. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's so interesting because I kind of found my way into coaching. It was almost by an accident. Um, I was following a pretty big influencer in the mindset realm who does a lot of stuff on Instagram and Facebook. And I did one of his challenges. And then uh, he was starting a, a new course teaching coaches how to build businesses online, but he had primarily focused on Facebook and Instagram. And at the time he did it, there was a lot more organic reach on those two platforms. And um, I really was just there for the mindset to just hang around with some other badasses. So um, that's what, why I joined his uh, coaching program. And I didn't even know it was a coaching program when I joined it. Uh, it just sounded really cool. But uh, what happened is during COVID, we got my industry got rocked because I'm in healthcare. I do sales in healthcare. And I thought that we were pretty re recession resistant, but the thing I didn't count on is they shut down hospitals for about two or three months. And that really crimped our pipeline. And I needed to have a backup plan. I needed to have something else in case, you know, this thing was not going to, you know, work out the way that I wanted it to. And so I uh, also like putting out content around mindset and personal development. So I was doing that on Facebook and Instagram, but just not getting the reach that I wanted or the reach that I ex expected. And I kept hearing Gary Vee talk a lot about uh, LinkedIn. And so that really piqued my interest. I was like, isn't that the job and career site? And uh, so I started playing around on there. But with me being in sales, I... Um, you know, I, I knew a lot of people in that world. And so I started following some of the bigger influencers on, in, on LinkedIn when it comes to sales and, and B2B and really started just absorbing some of their techniques and the ways that they were doing th uh, things. And I was seeing how fast they were growing organically. And when I say organically, that means without using advertising. And one thing that's really cool about LinkedIn that is still there even now 
is second and third party connections see your contents. And Facebook used to be like that. I remember when I would post something like if somebody who was connected with me, uh, I myself would show up in one of their connections feeds, even if we were connected. And I'm sure Instagram was like that as well. I just wasn't doing business on those two platforms when there was a lot of richness to the organic growth. And I started seeing that on LinkedIn and I was like, oh, this is great. Let me try this out. And so I really spent a lot of time um, interviewing a lot of people who were successful on LinkedIn and observing and doing a lot of testing. I'm kind of a geek when it comes to trying things out. I, I kind of think of myself as a hacker. So I um, started getting a lot of traction on LinkedIn and my content started growing, my following, my, you know, I started attracting people who were uh, interested in my content. And then I got my first inbound uh, coaching client that way. Like I didn't even plan on it, but they came to me. And so I, I was like, this is really cool. There's something here. But then I started doing a lot of networking too, getting invited on live calls or podcasts. And so it really helped to uh, build my brand. And I think the thing that I thought was really interesting was that we all thought that LinkedIn was this job and career site for so long. And now it's become a platform that anybody can use. And I found my um, niche kind of with similar to you is helping other coaches. And um, I had a lot of people asking me, how, how do I do this on LinkedIn? And I, was, I noticed I was asking a lot, answering a lot of questions. And at the same time, I was learning how to build co a course. And so I was like, huh, I wonder if this would work if I just, you know, tested this idea and created a course around LinkedIn. And so that's what I ended up doing. And it worked out really well. I rolled out a beta on this and then had a bunch of people sign up for a course that I haven't even created. And that was around LinkedIn. And that's evolved into a bigger community and into much more than I ever thought it would. But that also sprung board me into some other opportunities with that original coach that I learned from. Uh, he brought me into his community to help his top coaches with LinkedIn strategy. And then um, this really blew into something really big. And, and you and I kind of have a, um, a great um, synergy because I know that you do a lot of stuff with on the back end when it comes to DM messaging, outreach, automation. And mine's more on the front end when it comes to like creating story, use LinkedIn uh, for storytelling and attracting people to your content through the feed. So there's a lot of cool stuff when it comes to LinkedIn that's different than other social platforms. But I think, and you know, the, the first realization I wanted to um, give to your audience is that it isn't just like that resume in place, the job recruit. It's really a place where uh, any type of professional can build, use as a tool to build their coaching business. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about what a new health coach or life coach, meaning they're new on LinkedIn, what should they start with? What kind of content should they be putting out? Let's talk a little bit about what are their first steps. I think the first step uh, is to make sure your profile looks good. And a big mistake that a lot of people make in the beginning is they, you know, they get on LinkedIn and they, you know, first of all, they're, what's cool about LinkedIn is you'll have a headline. So on, you know, Facebook or Instagram, you have your uh, profile, your handle, uh, your username. And then on LinkedIn, what's different is you also have a headline that goes underneath that. And people need to realize this is very valuable real estate. And you don't want to waste that by just putting, you know, I'm a mindset coach on there or I'm a fitness coach. Use that headline to attract people to like check it, check you out on your profile. Because that, that goes with you wherever you go. If you go on LinkedIn's feed, you'll notice that when somebody posts, they'll have like their name, but also their headline underneath it. 
And then when you comment on other people's posts, that goes with you. So that's something that you should not waste. Make sure you use your headline and put something creative on there. If you can create what I call a, uh, what's called a hook where you get people a little bit curious and then they go to your profile page. So if you use that to create something um, really exciting or interesting, then people will go to your profile page. And that's where you can really wow them with your, you know, telling them more about what you do and how you can help them. So, uh, again, to recap that, don't just put your title where the headline should be. You know, think about a book. What is going to get people interested in opening up a book? So the book, the title of your book to get people interested, think of that as, in, as it relates to your headline. And then your profile page will be what's inside of the book. Like how, you know, what's your backstory? Talk about like how you became the person that you are, what got you to that point. And it's really okay to talk about your struggles as well. And then like, what was your big epiphany? What got you on the path that you are? What was the breakthrough moment? And then transition that into like how you can help other people out. And that's another common mistake, just like with the headline is people go in and they uh, go to their about section, they write it like a resume. So your he your headline is not your title or your job or your career, and your about section is not your resume. Use that to tell a story. Great tips, yeah. So can you give an example of like, what would be a good hook for a health or a life coach? Uh, yeah, this is fun because this is actually something I want to share with your audience later on. But this is one that I, I don't currently have this on my um, LinkedIn page right now. But I created an audio masterclass teaching people about the nine different ways that you can use LinkedIn to, to monetize it, right? And that could be one-on-one -on -one coaching. It could be creating a mastermind or a challenge. But I created an audio masterclass, meaning this isn't something that you can listen to on uh, any podcast platform, but uh, you and I will drop this in the show notes that your listeners can have access to this. But basically this audio masterclass, you know, once they sign up for it, it gives them a link where they can listen to seven different episodes that I put together to talk about different things that you can use LinkedIn for as far as monetizing it. So right on my headline, uh, I put, you know, drop into my featured section to grab my new audio masterclass, nine ways to monetize LinkedIn in 2022, even if you have a job and kids. So when people would see me posting everywhere I go, that follows that, that goes with me. So I could be on one of your posts and commenting on it and somebody else that's following you can see that like hook nine ways to monetize LinkedIn in 2022. So it's like, Oh, I wonder what he means by that. So a hook is, you know, you can use a hook in so many different areas on LinkedIn and it's a little bit different, you know, it's, it, you can do that on Instagram as well, but it's, you know, there's a, a there's a, several components that you can use on LinkedIn that you can't use on Instagram. But the first place you can put a hook is right in your headline and get them curious or make a bold statement or say something that is really original. But a hook basically is there to grab attention. So that's an example of one thing that I've done. And then people would be curious about it. And then they go to my profile page and that's where they would have to go to grab this audio masterclass. So that, that's an example that I've used in the past. Love it. That's a great example. So you say, and, and you say like nine ways to monetize your LinkedIn, but then what did you say at the end? Like LinkedIn bio or DM me or what was that? Yeah, I just, that great question. I should have explained that. So the title of the hook in my headline was nine ways to monetize LinkedIn in 2022. And then in parentheses, I just put 
even if you have a job or kids like I do. So that way I let people know, hey, you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to start a whole new career if you want to use LinkedIn to create some extra income. And then right after that, I put visit my featured section to grab this. And then I just had like an emoji with an arrow nice. pointing down just to hand. So I'm very specific in creating okay. curiosity and then driving traffic. So the idea is kind of a net would be like, I'm out there just like uh, inter engaging with people's content. Yeah. The net is the headline and that draws them to my profile page. And then, you know, the, that, tells them exactly where to go, which is the featured section, which is a, a really good um, thing to use on LinkedIn. It's, you know, on Instagram, they give you one link that you can use and you can put links in stories as well. But on, on uh, LinkedIn, you can put like nine different, nine or 10 different links. You can use that for testimonials. You can link to your content on LinkedIn. You can send them to a lead magnet, which is like the audio masterclass where you're adding value and you're building that relationship. And yesterday you were talking about how you had a really good lead magnet that would help people with overthink. So that's a perfect location to place something like that. And again, you're using your content in LinkedIn or even engaging in other people's content to drive traffic to your profile page so that they can check you out. Because there's going to be people who, who want to stalk you. And uh, Facebook has like four lines, excuse me, Instagram has about four lines that you can describe about what you do. Then you have some little highlights as well. So there's a little bit of stuff that you can use to work with. Facebook's like, I think it's 150 characters. TikTok's maybe like, you know, 120 characters. So you really don't have a lot to work with. But on LinkedIn, your profile page can basically be like a very robust web page. It's a search engine too. I mean, LinkedIn has 850 million users on it. So basically the stuff that you put together on your profile page is a proxy website for you and you can direct them where you want to. Cool. Love it. So now let's say they have their profile set up. They have a smiling profile picture. They have their about section that goes a little bit into their story instead of just being a resume. Where do they go from there as far as like starting to post content, wanting to connect with maybe corporate wellness, if they want to do corporate wellness or busy professionals who they might want to, you know, build a relationship with, what, what would be the next step? Uh, so it's really important, to, you know, like on your end, you're working behind the scenes with DM and automation. On my end, it's more about getting into the feed and either putting out content that attracts the right tribe to me or going to them or a little bit of both. So I'm gonna give a couple of strategies to do that. And uh, the one thing that LinkedIn wants is it's a networking platform. So it wants people to you know engage back and forth. And I kind of look at Instagram and Facebook as being you know platforms for both business and entertainment. And you know, some people can get away with just putting out content that's really attractive and there's not a lot of back and forth discussion, but LinkedIn was, you know, always built as a networking platform. So keep that in mind. You want to do some back and forth. One of the big mistakes that I made when I first got on LinkedIn, and I couldn't figure out why, but I was putting out content and then I just get crickets. Like no one would be engaging with my stuff. I'd get, you know, I put out stuff that I thought was really good, but I'd only get like, you know, one or two reactions, maybe a couple comments. And then that grew to, you know, sometimes I'm getting hundreds and hundreds of reactions, hundreds of contents and thousands of views. And that's because I spend time engaging with other people. So I think one thing that you need to do is not just put out your content, but also be willing to support other people's content and respond back to the people that are 
commenting on your stuff as well. So that's one thing. The second thing that you need to do is be consistent, right? I think a lot of people are like, they hear about LinkedIn and they jump in, put out a few posts, but they're not consistent with it. So, you know, they haven't seen what they wanted after three weeks and then they, they bail. LinkedIn wants you to be consistent. They want people to be there for the long haul. They don't want you to just like put up a post and say, hey, drop a like if they if you like this. They want like you to be engaging back and forth. So really, if you get good with storytelling or creating content that gets people thinking and responding back and forth, that is what will fuel the algorithm. You don't want to cater to the algorithm, but just know, like I can always say this about LinkedIn, the algorithm is going to be changing. There's going to be little nuances. There's going to be certain types of content that work better than others or gives more reach at certain times. The one thing I know about LinkedIn is it wants to build relationships. So the question for me would be like, how do I create content that starts a conversation? Love it. Okay, cool. So when somebody wants to engage with other people, do you suggest they engage get, can, like as a health, let's, again, pretending there's a health coach using it, what would they go engage on or give, give some maybe suggestions about how they would engage on a post or, or what that would look like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So the first thing I would do is ask myself, where are, where, are the people that I want to follow my stuff, where are they hanging out right now? For example, for me, I, work, I love working with entrepreneurs. I love working with coaches. And so my first, my first thought would be, and this is what I actually did, is like, who are the people that I want to attract? Who are they following right now? So for me, that would be, you know, Gary Vee or Tony Robbins would be a good, they're very big names, but that would be the first place I would start. So um, I would wonder like who in the health space, like, you know, uh, Mark Hyman, for example, I know he does a lot with uh, holistic and functional fitness. Like I would be hanging out on, you know, like who are the Mark Hyman's of the world, the Dave Asprey's, the people who are doing like biohacking or fitness or, you know, nutrition, health and wellness. Who are the big names on there that are actually using LinkedIn? Because some people, some people might not be putting out content or they might not be engaging themselves. So they might not be getting, you know, very much uh, in interaction with people that are interested in their content. But for me, that was Gary B. I love how he thinks. I love that he's very passionate about people following their own passions and creating businesses around it. So what I did is I hung out in his content and that's what's so cool is Gary V he's got, you know, millions of people following him he's not going to be responding back to everybody there. He's going to be attracting the people that I also want to work with, or I want to at least have relationships with. So Gary V could be putting a content around um, creating a side hustle. Right. And then I can go in there and I can field some comments. Like he can't obviously respond to everybody, but there might be some questions about, you know, how do I, what's the first step around starting a business or what, you know, what's holding back business owners or how do I get online or what's a platform that I can use to sell my offers. And I can go in there and I can engage directly with people who initially started to follow uh, Gary V. And then, you know, I have something to add that is a value. And there's other people that do as well. But once I use that to kind of find out where my audience might be, then I can start attracting them that way. That's one way. The other way is to just start putting out content about what's important to you. Um, you can use hashtags. I don't think most people really get too dialed in on hashtags, but it's a good place to start, um, like helping you understand what you want to put content out about. I, I, I think very few people on LinkedIn will, you know, I'm going to search this hashtag, but 
it's a good starting place. And then once you start getting a base of followers, it starts to grow out like a spider web. <laughs> and the, the, this is the biggest difference between LinkedIn and these other platforms is that second and third, um, those second and third connections, people that aren't even connected with you will see your content. So that's why it's good to also find other people. So I would, if I was a brand new health and wellness coach, I would look for other, you know, a few big names and maybe support uh, the comments that those people in the content they're putting out. But I also find other people that are a little bit closer to where I am. You know, like who are some other people who are doing well on LinkedIn that aren't like these huge celebrities or influencers and get to know them, go in and support their content. And the cool thing is, is like you start building these allies and there's going to be some crossover. If I go in, you know, you and I have similar things that we do, but they're not exactly the same. And so you and I, like I could be engaging your content and I get to know you. And if I engage in your content, I'm helping you boost your reach. I'm help, helping you build authority, but you're also helping me because people might see a comment that like, you know, if you put up a post about a certain topic and I go in there and I support that, there's going to be people in your network that see um, what I wrote there and, hey, maybe this guy has something to say and vice versa. So I just think that collaboration is really important. I know some people get the scarcity mindset around that. They think like, well, I don't want to, you know, engage with other people who I'm competing with. That's a very uh, limited mindset to have. It's, it's scarcity mindset and that'll hold you back. So, you know, find some big names and find some people who are more around where you're at in your business, support them, give them, you know, as much help as you can and add value to their posts and it will go both ways. Cool. Yeah. I love that. So when it comes to um, the content itself and using photos and that kind of thing, let's talk, somebody asked in the comments here um, that about photos and what kind of posts. So for me, I know that LinkedIn is different than Instagram and Facebook, for example, and, and maybe you could talk about what, how do you, what kind of content should you post on LinkedIn compared to or that's different from places like Instagram and Facebook and what kind of photos should you use? Can it be some personal stuff? Cause I think a lot of people think LinkedIn has to be very formal, very professional, more stiff. And um, I personally use a lot of personal photos and, and things like that too. I'm not totally stiff on my LinkedIn, but I'm curious your thoughts on that and your advice on that. I love that. I, that's a very, very common question. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because that was something that I wanted to cover anyways. And I think that, yeah, you're right. People buy from people, right? The businesses are not unique, but every one of us is unique. And it's really good to put out content like that. And um, me and my marketing uh, coach, we do, you know, we advise people to do uh, three li lifestyle posts, which is just like, this is me and my life and what we're doing. And then two value posts where you're adding value by, you know, teaching something and then a call to action and do that all in the course of a week. That's a really good strategy. I don't follow that exactly, but on the weekends, I do love to post about my kids and my family. I like to do what's called a hybrid post and post. So, you know, I love using my kids because kids are such great teachers and they're, they're fun and they're cute. And some people like to use their dog or their cat, but I always create a story around that or a lesson. So I'm kind of doing a hybrid between a lifestyle post and uh, a value post. But I think that, yeah, LinkedIn, it's crazy because I get the most engagement when I post things that are a little bit more personal. And 
people connect to that and they relate to that. And, you know, when I post straight up like calls to action, those get the least engagement. Um, value posts, that, you know, those do develop some good conversation around them. But the ones that actually get a lot of reach are stuff that's uh, a little bit more personal. I once told the story of my boy that I adopted and I put a side-by-side -side picture of me holding his hand when he was three years old and in the same exact location, you know, probably eight years later, we got the same photo and I told the story about how he was, um, you know, being neglected and abused and we took him into our home and then we booted up uh, funds for, you know, people donated food and books and toys and instantly we got him set up. And that's a big part of my life. And it's a very personal story. It doesn't have anything to do with my coaching. It doesn't have anything to do with the stuff that I do with business or mindset. But it was just a story about me taking in a boy who ended up becoming my adopted son after several years of legal battles. And I posted that. And <laughs> that one got like 1.4 million. You know, I would, my intent was not to grow my audience. My intent was not to use that, you know, as a marketing tactic. But it, it did have about 1.4 million views on that post alone, uh, thousands of comments and, you know, a lot of people who just really connected with that. And I had like maybe one or two that were, you know, they implied that I had used that, you know, for marketing or something like that, or that the story was bullshit. Um, I don't know what's behind that, but really we, um, you can use personal stuff on there. I would definitely, you know, step out of your comfort zone a little bit and let people see a little bit behind the scenes. You, you know, you, you decide how far you want to go down that. And I always like to describe like a pool, you know, step in a little bit. And if it makes you uncomfortable, just remember though, think about the people who aren't doing anything personal. They're just, you know, very sterile too. They're they're They don't seem to connect well with people. So I, I do think there's just the human component of being a little bit more personal on LinkedIn is great. And as far as content, like you can mix it up, uh, polls, you can put polls up there, you can do video, you can do uh, photos, you can do straight up text, um, you can write an article, you can do a live. Um, so there, there's, you can post a document too. I love doing, you know, they, they call them carousels on Instagram, but you can say, you can go into Canva and do a multiple page post and save it as a PDF and upload it. And that will turn it into like a swipe file, kind of like what we do on Instagram. And you can get really creative with that. Um, you can do the same thing on, on LinkedIn and, and that's a, a fun way to put out content. But I, I think one big difference is, um, I mean, you have short form content, medium form and long form content, meaning like YouTube would be long form. People are there to watch a video for half an hour. They're sitting down. Podcast would be the same way. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, people, they love swiping, right? And so most people, even if you have a really good story behind an image, not everybody's going to be reading that. You know, a lot of people, are, it's more of a visual thing, more of a swipe thing. Attention span is a little bit lower. LinkedIn isn't, you know, that much more expanded, but you do have a little bit more room to um, articulate your ideas a little bit more. And like text does well, but, you know, I, I would avoid anything over a minute. Um, so TikTok seems to be like, you know, sweet spot is like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. LinkedIn, maybe one to three minutes, but don't go longer than that. Don't go write a novel. I think, you know, everybody is stretched for their attention right now. There's everybody has so many different social platforms that they're using, plus DMs and texts and emails and all this other stuff. So be mindful of that, you know, put out content that's digestible. 
Love it. Okay. And I have two questions for you. One being when you post, um, let's say a caption with a link, like let's say you were going to share your freebie or something. Do you suggest that you put the link in the comments? You don't put a link at all. You, what, what's your thoughts on links? Uh, that's, that's a really good question. <laughs> LinkedIn has said that they don't demote content that has an external link, but I think we all know that they do. I think most Instagram, I, I don't even think you can drop a link that's clickable on there. Mm -hmm. You know, people can copy and paste it into their browser, but yeah, I would put it in the comments. Um, there's really, really no great way around it. They, you know, despite what they say, they will demote your content if it has an external link. Uh, what I do and what I see a lot of people do is just drop it in the comments. You can also put it in your featured section and just say, hey, grab my audio masterclass by going to my profile page in the featured section. So you can just tell them where to go to find that. Uh, or you can put it in the link in the comments. I wouldn't put it right in the post because it seems like, you know, people who do the hardcore testing, that you know, they're measuring hundreds or thousands of posts, they will say that it gets demoted. But in my opinion, the uh, best way that I drive traffic is to drop it, you can do two things. You can drop it in the comments and then say, hey, you know, either either grab this in, my, in the comments or um, grab it on my uh, profile page. I have this gut feeling that they even look for things like look in the comments and demote that. So I always put like, you know, check, I'll use like a, a hand that points down, snag this here and I'll just, I won't use like, if I'm talking about Facebook, I will not use the word Facebook on there. Like I'll just say FB or IG because I, you know, my gut is that they have these, the algorithm that has these, these keywords that if it's sensing that it's trying to get you on other platforms or drive traffic to a competitor that it will not give you as much reach. But again, I wouldn't overthink it. Just be a little bit aware of it. Totally. Love it. Good, good advice. So when it comes to videos, you were saying, um, you know, you could post a short video, but I know there's a feature to go live on LinkedIn, but only some people can go live on LinkedIn. So tell us about LinkedIn Live and is that worth applying for? How does that work? If, you, if you're interested in live casting and um, you're willing to get a third party app, I think the one that, I, so I don't do lives on any platforms really. Uh, sometimes in a Facebook group I do, but it's more I just like, I, I'm not, not that good with scheduling out my time and deciding to do a live, I would be more likely to do it on Instagram or Facebook because you can just use it through the app. Uh, the strategy on LinkedIn is to use like, uh, I, the most common one I hear about is called StreamYard. And that's kind of cool because you can send it out to multiple platforms at once. So unlike Facebook and Instagram where you can just use the app to go live on LinkedIn, you will need to apply for it. I don't think they block any, you used to have to kind of um, have some special influence to be able to use it now. Pretty much anybody can, but you do need a third-party app. And the one that I hear about the most is StreamYard. I don't know of the other apps that it just seems like when I get asked to do a live, that's what people are using the most. So um, the strategy around that would be like send it off to, to multiple platforms. So I think you could send it to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube all at the same time. If you're really into live casting, that could be a really good strategy that gives you content spread out on multiple platforms. Nice. Okay, and what about, is there any big do's or don'ts you would say that we haven't covered yet when it comes to your content and attracting people on LinkedIn? Yeah, um, I think that uh, 
a good rule of thumb is to just don't be spammy. <laughs> so uh, you'll notice that you won't see if you go to the LinkedIn feed, you you won't see people you won't see posts that are really spammy. And the reason why is not that it doesn't exist is you don't see it because the algorithm kicks it out. So if you're like tag, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm just going to tag like 15 people. And so they start doing that. And then, you know, you've been on the other side of that before. They're like, why is this person tagging me? Totally spammy. So if you do that, the algorithm is going to see that and it's going to, boot your content out it's going to make it so that nobody sees it and you do the same thing with hashtags i see people that like in their head if they're novice to social media they're like oh this is smart if i use three hashtags then maybe it makes even more sense to do 10 or 15. and i know on instagram back you know i, I think instagram's probably caught on to that as well but i remember back in the day people would put a million hashtags on each post and people get tuned out about it and i i think most of all social platforms want to get better at putting stuff out there and LinkedIn, I think is, they nail it when it comes to quality. And so, yeah, just don't be spammy. And, you know, people who are you know, spammy or even a pitchy tone, I'm not sure how they do it, but if you've got like a pitchy tone and you're always like pitching your stuff, like they can sense that. And uh, I would avoid that. Make sure, and that's why we have that three to one formula of, you know, three lifestyle posts, two um, value posts, and then one call to action. So, like by nature, if you follow that strategy, then you're only going to be doing like some type of a pitch once per week. And a lot of people don't even do that as much. And, and the algorithm likes that. I, I would say don't be over concerned with the algorithm. Just try to do what it's looking for, which is to build connections, to add value and to be a part of the community. Love it. Great advice. And I love that LinkedIn is kind of a lower maintenance platform, in my opinion, meaning you don't have to do reels and be dancing to music and a video. You don't have to be like I love that. posting constantly. I just love it because and it is a relationship building platform, as you said, and I love that's what I love. So I feel like it's a great platform for individuals who want to connect with a certain type of person, whether it's they work with busy professionals or they work with entrepreneurs or a certain job title. Um, it maybe isn't as easy to use if you work with stay-at-home moms, of course, as your niche or something like that. But um, I think you've given some really good tips for people to get started on LinkedIn. And I think for anybody who's listening to this, if you want help with your content, I have a content roadmap um, that I can send you so you can DM me the word content. I can send it to you. Simon has a training that he's going to mention here in a minute. And I want to also share Simon where everybody, I could interview you for like two more hours, but I know we got to wrap up. So tell me where can everybody find you? Where can they connect with you and how can they get your freebie? Yeah. Um, this is an easy one to grab. It, it basically tells a story of how I, figured out what I have on LinkedIn. It also has a really good episode where I talk about how to use almost like superhero or comic book storytelling on LinkedIn to really grow your audience. And I'd love for you to grab that. All you need to do is go to simonwparsons.com slash LinkedIn hyphen masterclass. And we'll drop that in the notes uh, on the podcast version and in the comments here. You can go um, enter your name and you'll get instant access to this. You can listen to it on the go on Spotify or Apple or iTunes, whatever you listen to your podcast on. But if you drop your name on there, then that'll be something that you can listen on the go and learn a little bit more about LinkedIn. 
And, you know, it won't go too in-depth into, like, the strategy on how to, but it will give you a lot of ideas of the different ways that you can use LinkedIn to build your following and to monetize it in several different ways. It was really fun to put together. And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. My uh, profile is just, uh, if you, my handle is Simon W. Parsons 1. And so find me on there at, you know, just you can DM me here on Instagram or you can DM me on LinkedIn and just ask for that link or you can go to the show notes. But that will uh, be there for you. Just it's just content I put it out to add value, just to give you some ideas to get the wheels turning about what's possible with LinkedIn. And I know that there's a bunch of stay at home moms on there, too, because sometimes people get sick of the toxic nature of other platforms. So I know that there's stay-at-home moms that use the platform as well. And with 850 million users, whatever you do, there's going to be people there that would be interested in what you have to offer. For sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if it's really helpful for you, I'd really appreciate if you share it and or leave a written podcast review. This tells the podcast sites that our show is useful and it will be promoted to more people that way. Thanks again.